Hi guys. Hi, hi, it's been a long time. My name is Olamide Dekomalafe and I have here with me Chidi. Oh, so hello everybody. I'm Chidi Wogu and I'm here with Olamide Akomalafe. Oh, yeah, doing the intro reverse. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> I am with uh, Robo Fadzo Musbury. No, we are pronouncing the name all wrong. Let me introduce ourselves. I know, right? I feel like I need to say my name properly. Yeah, please okay. do. So, hi, guys. Hi, guys. What's your name? <laughs> my name is Robo Fadzo Musbury. What? Musbury. No. <laughs> Should I add my middle name to just make yeah, it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Alright, alright. So my name is Ropa Fazo Chiesa Musaire. Very, very nice. That's like Ibo Chiesa. Chiesa. Alright. You can come to my you can come to our country. We accept you. We would accept you. What does Ropa Fazo mean by the way? My name actually means blessing. Blessing, yeah. Oh, it's just blessing, I want to say that I say Ropa Fazo. Yeah. A blessing, I know blessing. So what does Ropa mean? So and then Fazu means in. You actually don't want to know what Ropa means. Ropa means blood. So wait, how does Ropa Fazu not translate to blessing? Because it's a whole word on its own. Ropa on its own means blood. Okay. Oh, so Ropa Fazu is, is an entire word? Yeah. It's like saying Chide Baby is an entire word. It just means. It is. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we're having Rupa Fatu on the show today and we're going to be talking about how working for a startup is like. So Rupa Fatu just finished school and then got into Yoko. So Why you, don't you let her say? I'm just going to give it. she's going to tell us the story at the end of the day. So tell us, tell us the story of how, you know, from finishing to instead of working for a corporate like Becky did or from doing nothing and be technically jobless like she did was. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to work for a startup. We need to know that story. Can you help us out here? Okay. Sure. Um, so I feel like first of all, it's important to realize that being jobless is part of most of people's uh, journeys when they finish school. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because we're in Africa. She is almost for long, but that's <laughs> okay. So there's a special case. Okay. So there's special cases. But basically. <laughs> I studied at the University of Cape Town, so I studied economics and finance. And oh, nice. Then, yeah, um, out of out of varsity, I actually worked for another startup um, for about three months. Before you go? Yeah, before oh, you go. This is new information. Yeah, so um, so I think just moving to Yoko was actually a very big change because I have experienced bad startups and I've also experienced a good really start- good startup. So we are trying to say Yoko is a good startup. So yes. if, before you move on, the yeah. name of the, the, the startup you worked for the terminals, but please don't say the name. We're, we're trying as much as possible. We're not <laughs> getting into trouble or get sued for anything. Absolutely. So, but just describe how it was working for the bad startup. So, the startup I was working for was really in education, and what they were trying to do was um, build up uh, sort of a tutorship platform. Um, so, they tried to hire people as content creators and. Literally what would happen is you'd walk into the office one day and they have hired 10 people mm. and you'd walk into the office the next day and they fired everybody. All 10? Wow. All 10. So I think it was, a, it was a matter of not having actual proper structures. They didn't really have a plan. So planning is something that's quite important. And um, yeah, it, it was really a bad experience, um, honestly. And, and it made me skeptical about startups in general. Initially. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so eventually I, I left the company because I realized they really had no direction, to be quite honest. Um, Are you sure you left the company or they fired you? Because you know what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just to be sure. No, come on, I'm not. You see, you guys are laughing like I'm, I'm trying to be mean or something. It's not, it's not a crime wait, together. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say it, but it came to mind. <laughs> yeah, worse than I am. You see, because I said, I said my mind. So, did they fire you or you left? Oh, no, no, I left. Um, so, basically, what they did is you, you would literally have a different direction for the company every single day that's, that's, that you get there, right? So, on one day, they're like, okay, this is how we're structuring the company. The next day, they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing a mission-based um, model. And so, we're changing everything. And, and so, for me, just that, that confusion was just really not working out for me. And I was like, you know, there's really no point in me being here. I'm not growing. And just the environment is not a healthy space to be in. So I decided, thank so you. What do you. What do you think caused that? Because for me, I feel like they, maybe, maybe they're learning new stuff every day. And you know, when you learn something, you want to apply it. You know, some people are like that. Some people don't already know, have in mind that, okay, this is the end goal. It's just how we get it that is different, right? But people just, you know, learn something new to them. Like, oh, maybe I should shift my mindset to this. The next day, they learn something else. Maybe I should shift this to that, you know? So I feel, what do you think caused, what do you think caused that thing. I think this is true, right? And this is true of startups everywhere, right? Yeah. Startups are unpredictable. You're learning something new every day and it completely changes your strategy as a company. But um, I think there's still a level of planning that's necessary. So before you actually make the next move, it's important for you to sit and think through it and actually realize what you're doing. Hiring 10 people in a day is a big decision and you can't mm. fire people the next day afterwards. Just like that. Yeah. Like so, the, of course, there's a lot of volatility with being in a startup. I mean, that's that's the nature of the product, right? That's the nature of, of it. By, by definition, it's about having uncertainty. So, naturally, that's how it's supposed to work. But See, I feel like you've been fired before. I don't know why I feel so... <laughs> But 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 I, I think I understand something she's talking about. So we've had, this has happened to us before. Yeah. From this year? Yeah, we hired uh, four people. Okay. Because we, we wanted to move away from digital marketing. Yeah. We wanted to try door to door direct sales. And so we hired a team of four for sales, like go sales directly. associates. So yeah. the so the aim was to was to go to record uh, studios like where people uh, produce music, right? And actually tell the, uh, the record producer if they can actually get their musicians from That's dogs. a cool strategy. Yeah. And actually if they can, and then we go to um, what's called reading clubs. You know, the authors that are, that are always read your books, if they can actually get their books now. On the platform, yeah. But then we, we check the conversion, like how much we're spending and how much we, how, how many uh, authors and musicians we are getting on board. Eventually, discovered that digital marketing was cheaper, so we had to let go of the draft. How long was that? It wasn't like a day thing, was it? No, 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 no. It's lasted for like for a, for a full quarter, like three so three months. See, three months is, is pretty good. So, so I think you brought up something that's really important, right? And this is something I realized Yoko did quite a bit. So, when you when you're trying something new, there's obviously the testing phase. You don't go full out and hire ten people. Exactly. Right. You exactly. need to test it with a small number, small number of, people, of people. Beta see, it, test yeah. it, and see if it's even that is still mean a little bit. Yeah. But it's better than hiring ten people on it. Absolutely. So, so I think that, that was that was probably the major difference there. Yeah. So I was, you know what I asked because I you were quiet because it felt guilty. You seem like you seem like you're guilty. No, 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 Guy. No, it, it was not me. We just did it at the, at the beginning of the quarter. And I had the quarter when we were able to check out you know, how much you spend the CAC for, for, for each customer. It was too high. Yeah. We realized that it's yeah, actually converting more. So we decided to name yeah, that. See, that's, that shows that they, they had a plan. Yeah. You know, they had a goal in mind and could measure all that. So, yeah, so from there, um, we know for a fact that you moved to Yoko. Yeah. I'm a very big fan of Yoko. Um, Lego is a mentor. 
super super cool dude. Absolutely. Ropa, Ropa, Ropa knows that first time. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't absolutely, so absolutely. when you got when you left the place where they fired you, fired in quotes. <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> Sorry, when you left the place you left. Um, yeah. How did you get the Yoko job? How was it? How was, how was how was it like? You know, after you were done with. Okay, so interesting enough, um, when I actually joined Yoko, I think there was like an odd 40 people in the company. And, um, That's a lot still, for a so, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And they'd been running for quite a while when I actually joined. So um, basically, it was a hookup. I had a friend who was working in the company. See, and it's life. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got to know people, right? It's, yeah. it's who you know. Seriously, it's really important to you know people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this friend of mine, literally, I was looking for a job and he knew I was looking for a job. So he literally was like, hey, this manager at my company who's looking for um, an intern so just like drop your CV and then see how it goes so I'd actually been interviewing with other companies at the time and um, I was like sure so interestingly enough they needed someone to start immediately and I was like so I went for the interview on a Friday and then I think from there they literally offered me the job on the Monday so it was like on the spot and I remember the first time I walked into the office so it was like a big big office like they started off in like one open working space where everybody was and I remember walking in there and sitting at the d- desk awkwardly and looking at everybody yeah, it was so weird. Like, you know, like you knew you were losing your place and everything what's yeah. happening here I didn't even know what they did at the time so For he real? yeah I didn't know at the time and how, did you, how did you pass through the interview face <laughs> Obviously, you do a lot of research um, for, for, for the job, like when you're actually... Oh, for that particular role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's when I heard about the company for the first time and I did my research, obviously. So, and I think I did something right because I eventually made it. Yeah, so um, it, was, it was a very interesting um, place and a time to be in the company. So one big working space, you, pretty much everybody did everything. Um, I started working in the operations team. And yeah, so literally you would sit there, you would help everybody in, in their different roles. So you, I was really pretty much like an intern, so I was like floating around. See, I, I, I have a theory that interns are, are I don't know, it's a good word for, we'll work your ass off and we'll <laughs> kill you for nothing. Or for small stuff, you know what I mean? We, we do that a lot. And yeah. I think it's a culture that might need to change a little bit in the long term. Because, you know, we're getting the generation Z people coming into the workforce. It take rubbish for me. So actually, I think it's it's some it's the very nature of being in a startup because yeah. it wasn't just me, the intern who sort of wore a lot of hats. Everybody else in the company also did the oh, same. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So and I think maybe we'll speak about it later. But um, as the company actually grew, that's when they actually had to have a certain time when they're like, okay, we're sitting down to actually now formalize everybody's role determine what we are doing and like sort of clarify that but that came with growth like once the company but had even at 40 people i think that's 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 scaling because for them to have hired immediately yeah where scale hits you just comes exactly comes exactly right? because i think they scaled up to almost 100 odd people within a like a year so, a so literally within a year we moved from one office the open space to like occupying three floors in a building and it was like blitz scaling so yeah super scale yeah so you worked in different roles, which one did you enjoy the most, from operations to whatever other stuff you did? So, not telling us that you did. Just, just the way the operations team was, was organized was there was a lot of sort of subdivisions within that team. So there was like the customer care people, there was um, operations, so the actual logistics and supply chain. Okay, for the... For the um, yeah, for the, the card machine, yeah. Card and there machine, was also yeah. um, the onboarding process. So when customers actually got onboarded into the system. Yes, the people that do the account syncing, exactly. teaching them how to use it. Absolutely, like yeah, yeah. So all of these people with, within the operations team. And 
I think that's the nice thing about working for a startup, right? You learn to do all these different things. So your growth is really up to you. You're learning, you're exposed to all these learning spaces. So whatever, you decide whether to take it or not. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So Chidi, you have an experience with scaling. What do you think? What do you think about scale? Because we're always talking about you know scaling from zero. So I'm sure it was Kat and his co-founders are about four. Yeah. And they moved from that to ten to twenty to forty people, then down to one twenty, all in the space of a year, a year and a half, two years kind of thing. So for you, the hiring, running operations, getting people to be on the same on the same plane as every other person on the team as they're coming on board. How how did you manage all that? For me, I, I, I don't think hiring is the way forward to me. For scale? Yeah, no, so because you don't just hire for no reason. Yeah. You know, some people just do hire because, oh, I want I don't want to be a small team. I want to be classified not as a micro comp- a business, but maybe as a smaller business. And you know a micro business is from 1 to 10 or 1 to 12. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be, have a bigger team. So you see someone that can have like 20 people on the team. And literally, they are not. They are not they're, doing anything. They are, they are, I don't think they're serving co- a customer base that requires that way. Mm. You know, so it becomes like really completely bogus. Right now we are we still six in police here. Mm. That's because we, we're trying to see as much as possible if we can out if we can assource uh, some of the jobs or That's if, if we don't assource it if we can um, maybe get maybe some, some some sort of automation on the job. But you don't just hire for no reason. You hire because you need it. Because I think that was the same problem with Conga in Nigeria. Yeah, there was a lot of like unnecessary scale. Got a very big, a very big working space, like too much big. It, it was not, it was not important. So they can buy an entire building. Yeah. So I was going to say that because I did e-commerce and we were a team of like literally six or seven. There was a seventh person, one operations person. Everything was outsourced, right? Like we got, we got the merchants ourselves, but like deliveries to. How others are moved and managed, or outsourced. We had a partnership with Nipost, Nigerian Postal Service. Okay. We didn't do any of like, all like, this hard work outsourced. How, how old were you? Because Nipost shut down. The weird thing is, the weird thing is, Nipost still runs. Yeah. And they, they just do like I don't know background work. They they don't do anything major. So anybody that wants to do something in e-commerce, I'd advise if you're in Nigeria, find a way to work in Nipost. If you need a contact, reach out. I'll find something for you. But you should talk to somebody there. They have warehouses everywhere in Nigeria. You don't have to own warehouses yourself, you know. You can use the space. You don't have to pay them until something moves out of the space. All those, all those things. You can arrange it in your deal because we had, we had that kind of a deal. It was, it was really interesting. We had a team of six doing global, um, not global, sorry, nationwide delivery. Wish, yeah? First, I honestly wish global, <laughs> but without growing like that. It does. It does. But so I think Conga, that's people. That's how people mismanage funds, you know. Yeah, at least it was management. They just get too many, you know, they hire a lot of people. But I think it goes back to the planning, right? So depending on what your milestones and KPIs and goals are as a company. So, mm. I mean, as you get funding from VCs and, you know, if your funding is based on sort of um, expansion, right? Okay. Um, spe- specifically, your KPIs should match that. So obviously, if you're like scaling in terms of the number of merchants you're acquiring or whatever, then you're going to need more volume. You need more people to actually get you... Absolutely. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so it depends so on the it must, it must something important. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's not something you just do off the whim. Like, what we like, do hey. now is we, we do this. Most of your work is That's the difference. I was going to say that your core, your core is more on ground, talk to clients, be with clients kind of business. And they require a lot of physical manpower to do that. For publisher, it's all digital. A lot of parts of your process can be automated. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
Don't spend money if you don't have to. Don't spend money if you don't have to. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good philosophy, actually. People don't realize that. And then you bump up your salary because you're a team of 50. You're a CEO of 50 people. So you're paying yourself $5K a month and you're like, yes! I've got all these people. <laughs> and that will beat you. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. Like, even, even I'm not going to mention the company, one of the big persons we respect. Yeah. That's what you're earning to And it's a super, super big CEO. Um, CEO. He runs companies, it's companies in Nigeria, Ghana, like three or four other countries. Uh, I think I need you know what I'm talking about. That's the salary he earns, right? I don't know why you would now have a team of 14. So $5,000 per month? Yes. In Nigeria? That's what it earns. Oh. It's, it's big. Is that a lot of money? Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You guys keep talking. Okay. <laughs> he wants to convert it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to calculate that. Chiggy. Uh, <laughs> Alright. So let's get back to Yeah, yeah. And if you hear what Andela CEO earns per month. You see all these things there. Uh, you know, but that's different. If someone can give me that money, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> I go around your company. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. So, so what was the hardest thing you, you had to do at Yoko? Like, I won't have to listen to this and be proud of his alumni. You know, basically that's what it is. Because every 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 workspace is sort of like you know it's sort of like a school. Yeah. Where you're training people and they they they're learning off the job and making money for you and themselves and getting experience. And when they do get out, they can do bigger stuff. Yeah. Right. So I know for a fact that there's a company, there's a company out of Mandela that was founded by three alum, um, Mandela alumni, and they, they started off fine. The the seed funding they raised was from Andelans also. That's the ecosystem mm. people are trying to build, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm a very big fan of smaller ecosystems out of a big ecosystem. So basically, Yoko has released it to us and be like, "Hey, Europa, go out, start some things, and we can say." That's a Yoko's product. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. So what was the what was the hardest thing you, you had to do at Yoko? Okay, so just just to start off with what you just said. Um, so before I actually left, I had a coffee date with um, with Katlego, the CEO. You. Yeah, and um, funny enough, he actually said exactly what you said. He said, um, so my dream is to actually ensure that for my own company, I'm developing other founders and other businesses to come up with. So I knew when I left that I had the blessing and it was like full support. So that was really fantastic. But um, yeah, so getting back to your question, uh, what is the hardest thing I had to do at Yoko? Um, I think just for someone who's getting straight out of uh, university oh, yeah. and then going into a corporate startup place. So startup isn't very organized, right? There's no structure. So pretty much the growth chain of someone who's starting off straight from varsity really depends on you. There's no one who's going to Nobody will follow you and hold your hands or okay. And, and show you the ropes, right? Yeah. And this is, this is a good and a bad thing. Because if you're not a proactive person, then you're going to actually struggle. You will probably remain at the same level because, and you actually need to actively go seek out people, go and ask questions. You need to look for people to help you out because the system is not designed for a company that's growing, right? Their focus is growth, right? At that point in time, they're not really looking at, in fact, they don't even have the budget to be investing in people's actual growth. So for you as that's, a... That's really important. Yeah. yeah the budget to invest in people's actual growth. So you as a graduate, you have the resources. And, and that's the difference between corporate and startup as well. Um, in corporate, like there's budget for you to go and learn, right? But it's restricted. You are working in this silo of, of department. So for you to actually see what's happening elsewhere in the company and learn is sort of difficult. Yeah, impossible. But in startup, everything is open, right? You can go to whatever department, spend a day there, and learn what they are doing. You don't have to go to the department. The department is right in front of exactly. you. Exactly. Because you know, it's a big open floor plan thing, exactly. office kind of thing. Exactly. So you're seeing all of this. So I think the hardest thing was 
being actually able to stand up and be like, okay, here's an opportunity I wanted. It's, it's, it's you actually realizing what you have inside you, the potential you have inside of you, being like, okay, I want to go for that and opportunity. And this is what I want to Exactly. Yeah. All right, so really, that's really super interesting stuff. Chidi, anything to add to that or ask from that? No. We'll be praying for you. <laughs> praying for me? We'll be praying for you. About what? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, something is wrong. Something is up with you. We pray for you. Don't mind him. <laughs> All right. So I was going to ask. So now you did Yoko, and then now you're in entrepreneurship, and you're looking into something interesting. We'll talk about after. We just talk about you know the movement from working at Yoko, and then seeing that you wanted to work and yeah. entrepreneurship and build something. So tell us, tell us how that happened, and how you got the message, and you know how you applied, how you came across it, stuff like that. Okay, I think let me rephrase the question. No, so you had. Uh, you had like okay, let's put it. This is gambling, right? So you had a, a, a full-paying job, right? You're getting money every every end of the month. You're sure of this money is coming at the end of the month, and then something what what I don't Some I don't know whatever it is old woman made you feel that you would like to leave that certain <laughs> life. Please do something uncertain. Do something uncertain. <laughs> you would like to fly halfway across. The continent, from yeah, South Africa, literally, literally Western Africa, yeah, for to learn entrepreneurship and build something, and build something that might never ever be successful. It's like what exactly? <laughs> what came over you? What came over you? See, that's a better way to put the question. I agree with that. Yes. What came over you? Was it a village people? Came <laughs> or like, it was the village like, people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but definitely, what made you make that decision? Like, what, what one? Did you actually go out to look for nest? Like, were you actually like seeking to? For like an entrepreneurship opportunity, or they just mess just come hit you some way, so somehow you have like the village people's spiritual hands or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> sitting down and then someone just told you about mess, and then you decided to learn to, to take give it a try. And when you you were doing mess, when you were applying for mess, what made you to even want to apply? Like when you know that. It's, this is a completely life of uncertainty. Or did you think that maybe because Mark Zuckerberg and Yoko CEO is making a lot of money, and so I'm you want you want a little of, a, a little of that that money? Or did you think or, did, uh, or did, have, have anybody told you that ten percent of every startup that that is being founded uh, not fail? This thing down. Ten percent of every startup that has been founded it gets funded. Ninety percent don't get funding. And out of that 10% that gets funding, 1% really succeed. That is 1% out of the entire 100% succeed. So 99% of every startup fails. Almost. Almost. So, why did you, did you ever hear the statistics or is this the first time you're hearing it? <laughs> it's not the first time you're hearing it. Are you sure? No, 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 of course not. No, no, okay, no. so yeah, can you tell us, like, tell us that story? So, I think working in uh, Yoko specifically, Yoko very very interesting company because they are also empowering small businesses mm. so every single day of my life i was going there and i was working with other entrepreneurs within mm. an entrepreneur's space right that's really cool yeah so it was really seeing how small people could actually do something like an individual would actually like step up and be like hey i want to do this and you know they would actually build their business and you would walk with them through this process and i think that's something yoko does very well um because one of the things I really loved about working for Yoko was um, just their motto, right? When you grow, 
we grow. Yeah, that makes right? sense. When the you grow, you grow. Yeah. Exactly. It literally means that, right? That's and so for true. them, it was also about supporting and building these small businesses. And they made active effort. And just that exposure to business made me interested. It made me feel like, oh, wow, you know, I feel like this is something that I could do. But I think it also goes back to the thing I mentioned before, like that just growth and whatever. So I was actually just looking for opportunities to learn and grow. So I was actually on the internet. I was like, okay, um, I want to learn something. And for me, it was it was actually sort of like just learning to be a software developer because everybody always starts with that. No, so here's, let me tell you why actually. <laughs> okay. So you're working in a tech startup, right? Yeah. And you're obviously working with um, teams who are developers, right? And I used to work in operations, and part of that was sort of systems and internal operations, and so we used to interact with um, the dev team quite a bit. And I realized we were speaking different languages. <laughs> always. Like, that's always, always. Yeah. I, like, half the time I didn't understand. If I needed something done, I, I, we didn't really have that connect. And so for me, it wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do? It was like, oh, how can I learn? So I started actively looking for that opportunity to actually learn and, like, upskill. And somehow I came across the MEST program. And it was great. And also, I just wanted to start something. Right. I really wanted to start Even if it fails, you know, it's so yeah, hard. Like, so hey, you have nothing to lose. as well. So... Yeah. Now MEST came up and MEST well, combined everything I was looking for, right? So, so it was like, oh, like shit, entrepreneurship. It was yeah. like, hey, I get to learn to actually develop as well, or at least understand how developers think and, and speak their language. Speak their language. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how I ended up applying for the program. And one step went into the next one. So I remember telling my boss, hey, uh, Don, so I'm applying for this program. Um, just FYI. If anything happens, am I going? Right? And yeah. then, like, when I actually got in, I remember actually calling him up and I'm like, hey, can I speak to you? And the first thing he says is, are you pregnant? Studious <laughs> 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 kind of question. Are you pregnant? I'm like, no. I, you know, actually, I wouldn't think she was pregnant. What would you do? Oh, yeah. And then he asked me, okay, are you leaving us? And I'm like, not exactly, sort of. And yeah, eventually I left them. After promising them no. It's alright. So you left your code for mess. This is is so like okay, so far. So far. Forget about mess right now. Yes. This is this is just for us. Are you having any regrets? <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, because we have we ask this guy the same thing. Oh yeah. So you know, in, in in life, it's very open for you to have some regrets in life. Like maybe yeah. like you know, like sometimes I do my one here here. I guess some point to you. Too, I guess like, some point. No, I ask myself questions like, am I in the right place? Yeah. Did I make the right decision? Would I? That's no regrets. Yeah. 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 So it's. Has, has you, that ever happened to you? Have you ever had you ever had any regrets? In my life. Forget mess. No, why? I, I, I don't have regrets in my life because I know whatever I did in life, I did it because I thought at that moment it was the right decision. Yeah. So I don't always have regrets here. Ropa, answer your own question. You gave me. That's an expo. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I honestly feel like every opportunity that you get in life builds up for something. Like, yes, it right. might not make sense in the moment, but mm-hmm. eventually builds up. Um, coming to mess, um, obviously the experience of being an actual entrepreneur is very different from Completely the different textbook definition, right? <laughs> like actually being out there and having to sell or like speak to people is a very different concept. But I, 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 I absolutely miss my job. I miss having a salary coming every month. Everybody kind of misses that. That's really <laughs> to be in the AC office, you know, yeah. and then have to, you know, and I don't worry about if it lights or electricity bills. Just, just, you know. just do your work and then get out. And get out. And I obviously I really loved um, being at Yoko. I, I miss the people, but um, 
despite all that, I think I, I still stick to my decision. I'm happy with the decision that I made. Because I, one, what, what I'll tell you one is that entrepreneurship, I think maybe you were, you were, like, I think that's what the entrepreneurship is about. Yeah. You know, to tell people the truth about entrepreneurship. Well, so I, I think it was romantic. Yeah. take it easy. I don't know. But Breathe, okay. They caressed. <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurship for you. Yeah, um, romanticize. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They made it, that's you know, they made it that's romantic. That's the English. <laughs> romanticize, eh? Yeah. Yes. Actually, this is loud. That is the correct Queen's English. That is loud English. Okay, but then they made it look so beautiful. Because one, you keep it a nine to five job. At least you know nine to five is every day, nine to five every day. And then Saturdays and Sundays, you, are, you can live your life. Entrepreneurship is not like that. You don't rest, to be honest. Entrepreneurship is every day. And sometimes when you're even out of, out of the office, you're thinking, how would I make this better? So it's like, it's a 24 7 thing. Like right here, I won't lie to you, right here, I'm thinking about what, what's going on yeah. back in Nigeria. Right here, I'm thinking about, I have to travel. Like, how many times have I, got, have I had to travel here at Mest? You know, so when you think about it, and sometimes you might be thinking that, oh, the travel means it was nice. No. Sometimes I'm traveling because I'm thinking about it, something I want to get for, yeah. for this year. And one night, sometimes I go, I go there, I don't get what I want. And do you think the travel is interesting to me? No more. Because I was having expectations and then it was cut short. So, entrepreneurship is, is a completely, it's, it's a train wreck. And so, right now that you know, do you think you really want your own job back? We but before, speak, before, that, before, your <laughs> before that, before that, there's, there's, there's also something you should know that it's really extremely high risk, yeah. but extremely but high, high outcome. Yeah. yeah, so, right. okay, so but for every Amazon, there's a thousand and one field ones. Just the same model, the same business. Yeah. Exactly, the same exact same business, exact but business they got lucky. But, no, yes. I think it's execution. Yeah, it really it's how is. you actually did it. You know, it's, so that's why most, most founders, most, uh, how do I call it, um, in investors like investing in second time founders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because oh, they've been through that phase. Exactly. The returns can be higher because yeah. they know, okay, you know what to do, you know what to stay. Yeah. You know what what have you done? In, have you built a setup in the past? Yes, good. Come on. Because they, why they, they, they actually think that is because they feel that, okay, so I, maybe I don't, you don't know, but uh, Jack Dorsey and his team that created Twitter, that was their first startup. Yeah, oh, for most founders, it's never their yeah, first startup. Yeah, right? at Zuckerberg or Zuckerberg. But you've got to start somewhere, right? Like, yeah. you need yeah, to have exactly. that first so, failure before you can. Obviously, yeah. obviously. So, but I think even you, 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 have, you have a very good shot at entrepreneurship than I did. Mm. I started mine with $10, with my money. And I was having to, you know, my own bootstrapping was they give me money for, for school as allowance, I spend it and then I drink Gary. So, let me explain to what Gary is in Nigeria. So, you know, when you don't have money in Nigeria, what you do is you drink Gary. <laughs> no, but that's me. See, there's a big man Gary too. But that's no, my one was Gary without sugar or milk. Okay, that's a poor man. A poor so, what you can do is you go and buy Gary in quantity. Yes. It's really, really cheap. You put it in water and then leave it in for a bit. Put it inside water. Since you don't have money, make it swell a bit. So, it becomes a bit. It will be a lot more. It after the night. Money after the night. Balance diet. So, then the money that comes in, you use it to finance the company. And two years down the line, we didn't make any money. And people were asking the question, what are you guys doing this for? Funny thing was that this was the third year you made money. And then when we made money, it covered all our expenses for the entire thing. You see, so I reward, I risk, I reward. That's basically what. So if it ever works out, it's going to be really, really, really. And so even if you think you failed, now the thing about it, um, entrepreneurship is there's networks you built over the, the years, years even if you failed. Yeah. Right. So there's people that if you're going to start fresh, if you need something, you can they're them. there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Monetary wise, maybe not, but like if you did a job right now, you don't have to carry your CV and move about because you have a network of people already that you can plug into if you really think about it, right? So 
it's high, extremely high risk, but if you're going to get rewarded, it comes in a very large Stick to it. So I think, I, I, I don't know, maybe in a few months time I'll realize that, you know, I still have the wrong perception of it. But I think from working at Yoko, I worked with startups. You'd work with this startup today and three days later you'd call them, you're like, hey, you haven't transacted in a while, what's going on? And they'll tell you we've closed down. So it's, three days? It's, 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 it's things that happen, right? So I think I've actually seen that risk. The other side of it like i know what it is i know yeah. you can think you know how something feels but until you actually go through it it's a yeah. different story yeah. so yeah i mean if this is my first startup that needs to fail then it's gotta happen so that i said somebody gets us i don't think it's like my first startup was uh, a video game development company yeah that was my first startup ever to be sincere we didn't sell any unit of our game and we people just played our game. I love your game, it's amazing. But how much did you learn from that experience? So yeah, I learned that Niger- the Nigerian market, the African market was not ready for games. They're not ready for gaming. That was in 2006. Uh, so I was like, they're not ready for games. And then I just we just had to shut it down. And then we entered into um, social networking. So, but then social networking was our second startup. But people thought it was our first startup because that was they didn't hear a lot about you in the first That's right? what they knew, you know. So obviously, the second, the second startup, like, I wanted, but this is like my ninth startup. Yeah, like my ninth startup. Ninth startup. So, yeah, I failed a lot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Shut up, I'm not failed a lot. So, to, <laughs> hey, listen to me. So, to, you're the third one that is profitable. Three divided minus six, or six minus three is what? So, uh, Nine like, minus three, sorry, is what? Let the companies have created. Mm. So, on um, Nigeria Interactive, this is the one that you know, but had a point. That's my point. That's my Interactive, Single Treasures is a dating site, Web's Finder is a search engine. Um, date study was a dating site too. Why dating? Why dating? <laughs> oh yeah, because you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know but actually dating sites are really something that really they're really profitable because people, people pretend like they don't like go into relationships or do anything, but they do. Yes, it's not easy to talk to someone from the street or not. <laughs> <laughs> people pay for it. That's yeah, they do, they do. They pay for sex, they pay for dating, so, they pay for like even or you are following me, it was like a Twitter clone, it was like a Twitter site. Okay. So people tweeting and wondering about the characters. Like, I own like you, I've done a lot of things in life. And only a few came out good. And I actually, one of my hustles was, was writing, I published three novels, yes. How many people bought it? Oh, it did well. No, my book did well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't lie to my book. Did I give well. us numbers so, now. It, I did, all, all of my book I published, Odd Family House, made like published it five seconds after I got it, sold its first copy. Oh, wow. Yes, you know. You <laughs> my guy, I can't even tell you, you know. No, so, I'm so proud of you, you know, you said no. Oh yeah, but, so, but why I decided to end, end going to, uh, into, into publishing rather was because I won't say it's writer's block, but I said. Bro, it's writer's block. It's not writer's block, I would say, but I, I, was, I felt like. You didn't I, have anything I to write. Not having, no, I was not having the same desire for writing the way I used to. Yeah. Because you had nothing to write, bro. Not really. <laughs> because I, I, think I, I started having an interest in filmmaking. Oh, so okay, okay, I, yeah, that, that I focused on filmmaking a lot, so I started writing uh, scripts, scripts so, instead of novels. So when I tried to go revert back to novels, it looked like as if I was doing something that I didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. So I don't like, I don't, I don't like when things turn to work. I've never happened to you before. You just you know, you start something, you do something else, and you're trying to go back to where you're like, nah. Not really. Actually, I, I go through phases. So one time, I really feel like writing, and I will write, and I'll write. Yeah, you can also write, by the way. You guys should check for profiles on Medium. Yeah. That was called. Real profiles of Sharia yeah, on Medium. Spell it, because it gives him shame, shame, shame. Nobody gets that. Okay, spell so let, let, let me spell it out. Okay. It, it does not the way it's spelled. Exactly what I think spelling. So it's M-U. No, that's not from the Okay. R-O-P-A-F-A-D-C-T-I-O-N. 
Z-O-C-C-Z-O. She's very weird name. Look on. M-U-S-V-A-I-R-E. Awesome. My teacher would be proud. So, I got my spelling right. So, <laughs> so her name is Robert Fazzo Musfare. You can find her on LinkedIn. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said Robin. Yeah. Call the name again. Robert Fatso Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> you just called like an Arabic person. Right? <laughs> Don't you like this? Don't you like that? So you can find her with that same spell on LinkedIn. Talk to her, Richard. She writes awesome stuff. She gives you a link to a medium. You can find her on medium. Her picture is in black and white. Initially, initially, you see, that's, that, that's what only an illiterate watcher is. Thank you, thank you very much. We are, we are talking about Ropa. Yeah, so Ropa, we're asking if you get writer's block or like, yeah, have you ever had writer's block? I have, I do. Like, for me, I, I go through phases. There's like a phase when I really feel like writing and I'll write consistently, and then after a while, it slows down. Because I do you think that that actually has to do with. The way you feel like you're. Yeah, so, yeah. It does. A lot, a lot of the times when you write, right? And it's, especially, I don't know about you, but writing is a very emotional thing. So, like, you know. No, seriously. No, right? she is, so I'm laughing. Well, she for something that's. Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> well, I have emotions. You do? Yes, I do. I said, and it's what she said is true. I think you have to have some sort of expression. And whenever I feel really, 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 like, really, really bad. And maybe there's a real pain, a deep pain to that 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 feeling. I can write a full book. Please, please ask everyone who writes breakup songs. They they're really good. <laughs> so I, I write songs. Because I, there that, is that, that emotion. Yeah, yeah, so I write so it based off of one. Songs. You yeah. cannot write even if you are you are even if you are heartbroken from now until December. Not December is a long time. That's six months. You have to say that you can't. Write. I actually, I actually do write songs. Nothing so the thing about it is, I used to be a performer. I, I don't talk about that part of my life. Oh, wow. Yes. You know what? And I did live, I don't do recorded whatever thing, I did live shows. You used to sing. I, I have a guitarist. You used to sing? Yes. I have a guitarist. What kind of songs did you sing? Dude, it, the weird thing is the songs I wrote myself. It wasn't even. What like, kind of song did you sing? So it's mostly, mostly love, love songs. songs. Oh, right? okay, I sing for. I know, it's, it's weird no, talking you, you about it. You need to drop one for the listeners. You need to drop one for the listeners. You have to drop one for the listeners. Because they need to see that beautiful part of you. Like, ah. Beautiful child. part of what? Hey, would you would you like to hear him sing a song that he wrote? Oh, really? No, no, no. Okay, so so I, I'm not going to sing a song that I wrote because uh-uh. I need to do it with my guitar so it's come on. I'll do a love song. I'll do a love song. I'll do a love song. I will back you up. I will back you up. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. It's not your song. Sing the one that you did. I don't want to sing the song I wrote. Please allow him to sing. Because I don't want. Okay, okay, okay. Sing the the one you're just singing now. You get to back me up. Yes, now. Crocodile voice. I will back you up with drum everything. No, I want to sing. Yes, I'll back you up. We're singing? Yes. Um, excuse Chidi's rubbish voice. Yes, no, we'll no. do it so. Okay. But it's not fair now. Do you know that was, I was coming for you? What? You sing, I'll just wait for you. Like, <laughs> I watch. And I'll teach you. Oh, like, please sing. Chidi can also sing. Chidi's actually, um, I've heard Chidi sing. I don't sing. 
It's a short I danced the songs. <laughs> we'll make a video of this episode just for you people to see Chibi dance. <laughs> it doesn't like my granddad. Hey. Okay. Back to Europa Fatsu. Yes. Back to Miss Fire. So, uh, Miss Fire. No, Miss Fire. Miss Fire. The V is not the V is not the silent, eh? Miss Fire. It's, it's a very silent V. Mushfire. Mushfire. Okay, guys. We're trying hard here. I really appreciate this. I'm done, bro. This is Okay, so like, okay, what what sector in in in, in technology interests you most? Like, fascinates you the most? Like, is it fintech? Is it edtech? Like, are you are you are you a data science science uh, freak? Are you? You know, Adware. AI, you know, what? blockchain, Block, IoT, IoT. Mm. all those things that people say that I don't even understand. Yeah, most of them are just they, them, they just throw them. They just throw uh, them. ML, you know, yeah. AR, VR, you know, all those things like you'd be like, what? Something new is called AI. Yeah. So what's 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 yours? So what's what's your picture? So so, so, so no, not because I want to learn how to do it. I'll just like get people who are skilled in that. <laughs> it's part of the but, um, I think for me, machine learning is quite interesting because it it's I think it actually has a use case. It, like you actually see the value it's adding, and it's not something that you need to go and speak about. So like a lot of times when people are speaking about technology, they're like, oh yeah, it's a blockchain empowered. But you know, with machine learning, it's something that you actually see and the use case is mm-hmm. So I think. Machine learning is different. So in what case do you think that machine, machine learning can, like, be can actually be used? Where can machine learning actually be used? Take um, your time. Oh no, I've got it already. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, guess, I guess that's why I feel back, you know. Um, so for me, I'm actually quite interested in um, in people. That's my thing. That's yes, the, the people person. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. And um, where I've seen is a lot of uh, processes within like sort of HR spaces are very manual and I've also done manual jobs so I think just using machine learning to sort of automate and like remove that that manual part that people actually have to do is something that's quite cool. Okay, uh, so I was thinking about something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> what was in your mind? What were you thinking? Well, it, then it came and then it disappeared again. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so I'm trying to bring it back. And the way I'm seeing it is not going to come back. Okay. So let's go to something completely different. <laughs> okay, so let so let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If anything was possible, yeah. anything was possible, and you could do anything in this world, what would you create? If I would create like you have the whole money in this world to your disposal. Mm, you have like like Amazon, I'm like Bezos kind of money. Money? What would you do? What like you? what would you do? Bezos level. Money? Like what would you create that will actually change people's world? Like it might be it, it's it's a very valid question, right? If anything was possible in this world, and you'd be given all the whole money in the world to actually do something. I think all three of us have to answer that what question. What would you person. do? So the thing that touches my heart the most is just um, particularly in Africa is they have a lot of talented people who just don't have the opportunity, right? Mm. It's, and, and that's what life is about, right? The, the fact that you're all here is because you each got um, some form of opportunity. Mm. So if I had all the money in the world, I would create like like those opportunities for people. So whether it's in education and actually guide people through those processes. So one thing I struggled with was sort of deciding what I wanted to do with my life, right? And I had no idea where I would start or how I was going to go there. And it's something everybody goes through. You study one thing in varsity, you end up doing something else. But 
literally creating a system where based on your skill sets, based on your strengths, your abilities, right? You are guided through a process where you can figure out where you want and you're given enough resources to actually capitalize on what you can do and achieve it. That's what I would do. That's a very dope answer to a very dope question. Uh, you see, your brain works. So what would you do? Oh, no, I saw first now, I'm thinking. No, so no, 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 so what would you do? Because I'm still thinking about it. So you don't know, you can't even, you can't, you so, can't think on your feet. Yeah, just... Uh, your feet is not on the ground, that's My feet is not on the ground. Okay, yeah, you, you can't think in your shoes. No, I can't think, I, I can't think on the air. I, I need to have my feet on the ground to think on my feet. So you're still thinking? the question. Okay, for me, what I would do is, because I discovered that most problem, most problem with people is education. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with Nigeria. Nigeria has 54% of its citizens as illiterate. And that's, I think, and when your country doesn't have, when you, you're in a place where people don't understand, don't understand the basics of reading and writing, you know, I don't understand how you expect them to excel, you know, in a, in a society. So I believe that, you know, if I have, you know, all the money in the world, I'll give everybody a basic education, like everybody mm-hmm. a basic education. Like, um, if you cannot, yeah, you know, because we, we have people that have always been struggling with education, maybe they, they, they want to study, but, but it's, different forms of education. it's difficult. So we're, we're only we're going to make sure that, that kind of people, they can learn something like skill, like a vocational a vocation skill, right? But as long as in some way you're acquiring something, but I'll give everybody the opportunity to have to, to learn. And I think they should learn entrepreneurship because and it should be something that's standard for everyone. Get that opportunity to learn how to. Yeah, like a practical skill. Like forget about yeah the, the, those physics, you know. Because I won't lie to you. Sometimes I'm looking at why did I have to learn about electrons? Like I've never seen electrons <laughs> theory. In real life, what do you need electrons for? To be honest, like the, other, the, some people argue that it's applied to real life. Bands and bands. No, but I think some of the stuff you actually learn in school is just to stretch your mind. Yeah, you stretch your mind to what? Because yes, it's to be why I am sitting down calculating the speed of an ele- electron. What? What? Why? Electrons on their own, they don't even care about my speed. So you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very dumb. That's a very dumb analogy. But yeah, go on. Because you know it's so, and I've never used it in my entire life. Like I agree, I agree with that. So you know, but I think I think most of them, like you said, is just to understand, make you to you know to stretch your mind, to, for you to stretch your imaginations to to see how what how why your your mind your mind can go. But I think we need to also, everybody needs to have practical skill. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to learn how to, you know, you either learn how to, you know, code, yeah. you know, learn how to make something, maybe like learn how to weave or make, learn how to sew or, you know, something. Yeah. But, but I actually always wonder, what, what do you guys think? Um, do you think that uh, people who come from families that have entrepreneurs are at a better advantage than those who don't? To be sincere, I think that people who come from families that are entrepreneurs that don't like being entrepreneurs. Really? Because here they they used to be on safety. Like they're, well, they're most not times, not, not all the time. Like me, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. No. Like everybody in my family, I just just want to work nine to five. My elder brother, my older sister, my dad, my mom. Like they're even wondering like what? Why did, did my twin and I just? Yeah, like, are you guys high? Like because I know something. You know. So, so that's, sometimes my dad is like worried. But but when he sees that I can, I, I'm settling my views better than my my older brother. He's like, okay, if it works for you, good. Works. But but then but I, I think at the very first period he didn't see any sense in it. And then when I told him that I've saved fifty thousand dollars and want to buy a house, he was like, how what? did you do it? So you know, but is that's us being lucky. Most entrepreneurs are not like are not that lucky. You know, yeah. some of them can't even explain to their parents what they're doing with their life. Mm-hmm. You know, because you see the vision, but how can you explain to someone what you're seeing? You know, like oh. God, I'm trying to build this, uh, this OS that's going to help yeah, They don't understand so that. Like, what, they don't what, understand all that. What's OS? Like, are you sure, actually, are you sure you're not doing 419? So, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to our parents' mind. Because you are, you are, you are on, the, you're on the computer. Nothing differs you as a 
than an internet foster in Nigeria. So in Nigeria, I want to see me on computer all the time. Hmm. So we had, we had a company we were working for in, so when I was working when I was writing code in Ibadan, right? And we all work we all dressed like developers because we were mostly coders. It was a code shop. People around us thought, oh, these people, somebody rented an apartment for them, and they're going in there and they're doing internet fraud, and they'll come out and make a lot of money because we, we come out looking mm-hmm. like, True. and they were coming with our PCs and everything. They're like, oh, somebody rented an entire apartment so they could run a 419 shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? So, make any sense. So, no, so it's it's uh, and uh, again goes to to on to to literacy because if you're if you're if you're illiterate, you know that not everybody that uses a computer is a phone is, so is, is a first star. Like and that's why most of even the police now in Nigeria, most of them are, are illiterate. They always see you with the laptop. What are you doing? You say, oh, I'm a I'm a programmer. They say, it's a lie. That, that's yeah, you are in, you are into fraud. Everything. everything so so if, if you can educate people that there are more to computers than. You know, you, you need to send fraud mails, yeah. or, or you know, or you know, doing crazy things like you, you, your parents say, "Are you sure, Chili? Yeah, that's what you do. This is what you do, eh? Okay, are you sure? Okay, good." That's why I said our first question of what would I do if I hold the money. Three things, three things. Mm-hmm. Um, internet, internet is supposed to be accessible to everybody and anybody, anywhere in the world. Okay. Right, but I start with Africa because most of the world already has that. I'm a very big Africa first guy. If you're from another part of the world, I'm sorry, but bite me. So, <laughs> yes. I don't want to bite you. Because, like, I don't know if you take offense. Yeah, I don't really like that. One is that, uh, a lot of that they have watched since morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is truth, truth talk. Why are you lying? A lot of them have not had Why are you lying? I'm telling you. Why are you lying? This is, a lot of them, can you swear on the Holy Bible? Where is so, the Bible? Are you hiding your back? Where is the Bible? Can you swear that you've had, you've showered? Yeah, yeah. I can swear that I've showered. A lot of them, don't worry. I, I can know swear you, that I know you reach home. That's beside the point. Uh, so the first thing is Africa. So don't bite all I'm trying to Africa. <laughs> That's not true. First thing is Africa focus um, 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 internet. Right? It's because I don't know if you give access to internet to everybody. Education comes next. It's easier to learn of when you have access to it. But but I, I think that if you... I know you still need to do the... You give them access to the internet. If they're not educated, how would they use Wait, it? Wait, that's what I'm saying. So when you get this access to like internet, because okay. you don't need physical spaces for books and everything. Okay. The next phase of that is education. To let how to use internet to educate. So when you open their eyes to stuff on the internet, the rest of it will fix itself. Chandler, you need to start with electricity because... Why, yes, sorry. So oh, yes. The third thing I was going to say, the third, the third thing I was going to say was electricity. So yeah. all put upside down. So electricity first. Yeah. Worldwide, sorry, Africa wide, yeah. the world will come after. Africa wide, then the next thing you do is get provide internet and educate them. Now, if you give access to all those three things, the rest will fix itself because people who have access to resources that are not even within Africa, even everywhere, right? They'll come up with stuff that will surprise you. Things will move, things will change. They will educate themselves on what they're interested in. Nobody educated internet influencers um, on Twitter, YouTube, after influence, they came up with it. Because they have access to internet and electricity. You get me? So, little things like that, just internet, electricity, education will fix itself. I also think to, to me, if I, if I had the chance to do anything, I would change the narrative of Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a pain anyway. I don't know about you. But anytime I travel around, it's difficult actually telling someone I'm Nigerian. Ropa, when, when we told you in Nigeria, how did you feel? So, I think it was a very interesting thing, right? <laughs> I've never really interacted with Nigerians per se. So and to She's be quite honest, that's good. Yeah, but to be quite honest, also the people who are at MIST are sort of a different group of Nigerians. 